Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. What the fuck is going on? It literally feels like this is the best of times. And it was the worst of times. Right now, it's our time. Duh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts, facts, and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay. It's Welly. I literally had no idea that you had started recording, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here reading shit. No. no. You're a worthless human being. Yes. God, yes, I am. Let me get my seat together, man. What the fuck, man? I thought you had your shit together. I did Actually, did you have shit. your mind, right? I did. What the fuck? You always ask me that. I don't know. You've been extra positive for the past two days for no reason. It's, it's really I'm been always irking, positive, man. Been irking my nerves. <laughs> for real? Yes. Dog, I'm don't always. Hear that shit. <laughs> it's a beautiful day, though. Fuck out of here. You can't lie, dog. Houston has been has been lit. It's been beautiful, man. Oh God. Don't come over here with that negative Nancy shit, man. I came over here to record a good hour to an hour and a half episode and be positive. I ain't got it today. Oh shit, man! What the fuck, bro? Did I tell you I got pulled over um Thursday? I mean, you always gonna get pulled over, bro. That's what kind of car you have. I wasn't even going fast. You got pulled over twice this year. It was texting and driving. I have gotten pulled <gasps> over twice this year. Are you serious? Yeah. Damn. And I was in my phone deep too, like I didn't even see him. Oh, so was... you gonna get that? You gonna get that fine? I got a, I got a warning. I got a written. Oh warning. really? Oh okay. Damn, lady officer or man, male. Male. White or black? Hispanic. Hispanic, okay. Damn, I almost forgot Hispanic people existed. Yeah. Just yeah. based on the fact that the news only talks about black and white. So. Wow. Yeah, he, he, he was like, oh, you know, like your car, you know, what have you done to it? N- nothing. He's like, oh, I got a, a Challenger, you know, Scat Pack Challenger, you know, this, that, and other. And yeah, let me off on a warning. I also flashed my badge. That helps. Government badge? That oh, helps. Clever, clever. I'm 2-0 with that thing. I don't like that advantage that you have as a government worker. I'm, I need every, as a black man, I need every advantage I can get. I'm highly envious. As a black man, I need every advantage I can get. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I kid you not. Oh, man. So, that's an interesting, that's an interesting uh, reason to get pulled over. You got 10 on your car, though. Yeah. Damn. You was in that business. You had to have that hoe up to your face. I was. You're an idiot. I was stalking. What the fuck? Was it traffic? Oh yeah. Oh heavy okay. traffic. 
Oh, okay. I thought they can only pull you over for that in Texas when you're in a school zone. Nah, I was on the beltway. Wow. Tripping. You was tripping hard. Bro. Hard. Golly. He's like, he's like, you were in your phone alone. Yeah, I was in there. And, and for everybody listening, I can talk shit to him because I put on the um on my phone, I put on the do not disturb drive. So when you text me and I'm driving, it sends you a message that says, lets you know I'm driving. So I'm a good guy. I'm not um virtue signaling over here, acting like, you know, it's not a common practice. I, I'm very, 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 very afraid to text and drive. But if I was sitting in, uh, you know, bumper to bumper traffic, you know, I might be tempted. It's hard, though, man. It's hard. It is. Because, you know, for some people, obviously, it's an addiction. And some people, it's muscle memory. So, you know, they go hand in hand, but whatever. Man, that's a tough ticket. Or even, a, you know, just to... And that didn't make your drive any better. Nah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, because you clearly wanted to go home. Oh. I, I was headed to the barbershop. I wasn't even headed home. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Huh. Yeah. How did how did those pool games go last night? Did you were you four and zero, three and zero, two and zero? Didn't even get on the table. They had one table at this establishment, oh, and then it, they had like some sharks on there. I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not shark level. They've been ran my fool ass right off the table, so we didn't even get on there. Nice spot though. Yeah, it, it was a little older crowd, you know. But Killer Callion showed up. He was just in there randomly. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. But, interesting. You no, know, got hookah, got some wings, chopped it up with my boy. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Trash ass head. Trash ass head. I mean, that's why when you said my boy, I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Had the best bartender in the world. Okay, okay. That's what's up. Yeah. How many drinks? Uh, just just three rounds. Beers. That's not beer. Some light. Oh, okay. Some light. You are a beer drinker. You don't really. I've actually pushed away from that myself too. Like, I've caught myself like either either I'm drinking a cider or I'm drinking wine now. It's like very rare nowadays that I. Even I'm not gonna purchase hard liquor for myself anymore just because I don't know, man. It's just it it seems like my mind and the way my body works, like if I get like low key lit while just sitting in my house and I'm just drinking, it feels like the next time that I try to even go social drink, I don't feel anything. So yeah. it's just weird to me. See, I don't I don't mind not feeling anything when I'm socially drinking because I'm there more to Engage than to get a buzz. Hmm. So if I don't if I don't feel anything, I'm cool with that. I'm just there to engage. Hmm. 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 Now when I'm drinking at the house, I'm trying to get someplace. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Well, it's that time of the year, election time. No, I thought you were going somewhere completely different. No, no, it's election. Because you know time. how a lot of people die around the holidays and stuff. You know that's why I thought you. Were. <sighs> Wow, that is true. People people die. Depression kicks in a lot, a lot harder. Yeah. Um, yeah, loneliness is a true bout around this time of the year. But no, I mean, it's election time. And uh, this is the time of the year where people pretend to be, you know, those people that have PhDs in political science. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's as time progresses, I've gotten to the point where I've actually become more and more uncomfortable about talking about politics without with my own people because um the things that have transpired in the last two years to me have become super negative and that's one of the reasons why like i try to fight through it with positivity i mean don't get me wrong blind optimism is 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 definitely something that is dangerous because when you're just too optimistic you know you end up like um 
you end up like George Costanza's dad, you know, serenity now. <laughs> like, you don't want to be in that situation where you're faking the happiness and you're you're faking the the positivity. I mean, like literally, like I've just been chilling, so yeah. I have no reason to like be on social media, on any blog, just on some on some hate shit. Uh, so throughout these past couple of years, like I've literally been taking notes because like I've been low key preparing for this specific episode because by the time this episode comes out. The next day, everybody's going to be voting. Um, one thing that I have realized in the, fa- in the past few months is that um, if you really think about it, Jay, can you really think about any group or any like activist group that isn't motivated by hate? No. Every, every, every group has a chip on their shoulder. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody has a chip. And, uh, and I found that I And found it, that it funny. is because of something somebody else done to them. Exactly. Like, and like, and it just really, I was like, damn, I just realized, you know, like, so many, so many of these, these organizations, they come together and when they get, when they get that hate group designation, they, they're like, oh, tripped out. But I'm like, hey, man, when you really think about it, when you think about hate groups and you think about hate speech, it's all, it all, the, the, the source of it or the root of it is. They hate the fact that somebody hates something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's a you know that's a simplistic way to put I ha- it. But hate you for hating. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's um it's the fuel. Like you think about Antifa. You know, Antifa simply means anti-fascist. And um, for you know, for, once again to simplify it, when you think of a fascist, you think of somebody that literally just comes through and it's it's a complete authoritarian type of government. Or they have the belief that, you know, it's it's a complete government power in the favor of the oppressor. Yeah. So therefore, Antifa hates that. So they resist that. Like you, it's really hard to have resistance when you don't have that um, that anger behind it. Because if you if you're not angry about something, why would you resist? You know what I'm saying? You know, in the terms of going against your government, like you're pissed off that your government is doing you're pissed off that your government doesn't push for equal wages you know between women and men so you're angry so you're going to resist or you're going to protest i mean union workers do union workers don't protest because they're happy they're pissed off the working conditions the pay something's wrong exactly you don't you don't resist things that are going well you don't it wouldn't make any sense you embrace those things exactly um and it's funny to me because i feel like in this time, in, in where we are now, okay, like I said, it's it's election time. And I never really even asked you this. I have probably haven't asked you this since we first started the No Boundary podcast, but... That's interesting. Do you view yourself as a liberal or conservative? That's a good question. It is a good question. I, I, I think I'm, 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 I'm more in, in the middle if I had to... I myself, I, I view myself as a moderate. Yeah. You know, I definitely view myself as a moderate... I think that Democrats and Republicans have some good viewpoints. And um, I think if anything, you know, people that view, you know, people that may vote for the libertarian candidate, they may, they may be more of a moderate like I am. And they might, they may, they may, you know, kind of vote down the middle. And I think that's fine. Um, I was on my way over here and a few times this week, obviously you, you're going to see so much or you're going to hear so many political campaigns. Bro, those slander campaigns are the ones that just get me. Dog, I personally think that that shit is unnecessary. 
but it's a it's a constant reminder of what politics stand for. Like politics, that's what it is. It's almost like we have to go at each other. It's a war of words. Yeah. And who whoever has the best the best strategy of slandering the other person is possibly going to get more votes. You know, and that's ridiculous to me. It's like why do we I've said this before. We, we this is an idiocracy. When everybody that you know, damn near everybody that you know probably can consider themselves working poor. And these same people will donate millions, well, obviously not millions, they'll donate hundreds of their dollars to fund the hours campaign. Hours of their time. Hours of their time to fund the campaigns of millionaires. <laughs> if that ain't stupidity, I don't know what is. Let me get on the phone and call and raise some money here, you know. I'm going to go and give my service. I'm going to go labor for this millionaire that probably grew up in the suburbs for instance just imagine you're working for this Beto O'Rourke guy or you're working for Ted Cruz I mean if you really do the background on these guys I don't think these guys know what the fuck struggle is I don't think these motherfuckers even they might not know how to spell struggle they haven't come across many hardships in their life you know what I'm saying and then you come. You tell me that I want this person to represent me. Even even take it one step further. Let's say we put you in office. You're going to represent where you're from and the people around you. Very true. Because the only experience and hardships you know are the ones that you've been through. So you're going to try to make the life that you previously had better for the people that are still there. Correct. And anybody that can relate to it. Right. Exactly. You take Ted Cruz and you take O'Rourke. And put them in this position, and what what are they going to do? Try to make life better for the people that are in their situations still, or have been in their situations. Really, but the situations they're coming from mm-hmm. are situations of privilege. Most so, likely. so you're going to continue to privilege those that are already privileged. Like I, it's, I, I find it to be quite common sense. Like <laughs> they don't have my best interests at heart because they don't know what my best interests are. They don't. They don't, they, they're going to go off, they're going to go off statistics. They're going to go off numbers. Um, at my job, and not tooting my own horn, but tooting my own horn. Um, the reason I'm good at what I do is because I actually work on the warehouse floor. So I actually have that empathy for warehouse workers. That firsthand experience. Exactly. So when I went into the office, it made more sense to me how I'm going to communicate to other warehouses because I have that I have that experience. I can relate to them. So when I see these politicians campaigning for shit that they can't relate to, I know it's just it's it's just words. Um, people always use this example about Donald Trump about how the stupid rednecks that vote for Donald Trump, and I'm like, at the end of the day. These stupid rednecks that vote for Donald Trump. How do I say this? They say stupid rednecks vote for Donald Trump because they thought Donald Trump was going to save them. Well, I do have some proof that in certain areas, Donald Trump has had some had some success. 
Like, I don't know about, I don't know if a lot of people know about this, but Jay, what is one of the main resources of somebody that stays in Pittsburgh? Like, what was one of the steel. main? Exactly. And the steel business is actually picking up again in Pittsburgh. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but some people are going to say that is a, a, a direct a result of the Obama administration. And some people are going to say it's Trump. And the funny thing about politics is the dialogue is always twisted to mm -hmm. where you never really know the truth. So it's really, even though I say that it's success for Donald Trump, I, I really mean it's success for Donald Trump while he's while his term is, yeah, is he's going on. He's Somebody else success. started the wheel rolling. Exactly. It picked Possibly. up speed while he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about that is it's once again, it's just it's it's twisted. It's a it's a it's a war of words and you never really can get the full truth because the the truth is really hidden from the American people. The truth, the tr the government is always gonna hide the truth from the from the uh, from the citizens. That's how you that's how you maintain power. What do they say? Information is power, right? Yep. Well, that's not actually true. The first person to get the information actually has the power. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, depending on what that you do with yeah, it, you know. I saw that somebody say that the other day, and I was like, damn, that's mind blowing. That's true. Like. If I have the information first, I can sell it <laughs> because I have leverage. Yeah. So that's what the government does. The government has the information first. The government knows if aliens were here. The government knows, you know, how. Go ahead. Quick side note. Yeah. Do you believe we were ever on the moon? Huh? Do you believe we were ever on the moon? <sighs> Man, I'm going to tell you like this, bro. In, in uh, I want to say 1966, right? 60, is that, it, is it it's 61 been, or 66? It was the late 60s sometimes. Yeah, I just know Richard Nixon picked up the phone and he was talking to Neil Armstrong while Neil <laughs> Armstrong was on the moon. My nigga. And we didn't get cell phones until when? But we didn't have cell phones until 90, 91, my nigga. And I don't know what type of phone, what type of landline that nigga was on, but boy, Richard Nixon was a fool. <laughs> it, I just, that's just to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. was a <laughs> that nigga right there. That nigga, I am not a crook, nigga. You was a liar, though. If you think I'm gonna believe that you actually called this nigga Neil while he was on the moon, like I'm like, hold up. You can, you can, you can only spoon feed me so much garbage, right? Before I start saying, hold up. I don't know how that worked, but hey. I believe, how do I say this? <laughs> I do believe that many attempts were made, and I like to believe that we did actually land on the moon because I feel that if the government actually orchestrated a, a fake moon landing, you got to understand that anybody that's affiliated with the government is on some shady shit. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's where, to me, the the pure imagination sets in like you in a you making up some shit like you in a dream world if you actually believe the government is on your side if you even think they falsified the moon landing just saying bro it's like i we had a manager at 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 a point in time and we were we were disgruntled because we thought that he was hiding stuff from us and so he would always come and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm trying to be transparent. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being transparent. But the thing about transparency is you're only being transparent with what you want to tell us. You're not, you know, Correct. you're not passing everything. We're not copied on everything that you get. 
you know, you come and deliver it to us anyway. So you can be, you can say you're being transparent, but it's like, okay, I'm being transparent with what I want to tell y'all. I can still hold back whatever I want to. And y'all don't know the difference. I'm just saying I'm being transparent. That's the best way to fool the American people. That's the, that's the best way to fool a, a person in general. You tell them the truth. It's straight up. It's, it's crazy as it sounds. You tell them the truth, but it's a controlled truth. It's like, I'm going to tell you the truth, but I'm going to tell you this much. That's what that way I gain your trust. It's not even the controlled truth. It's if you've already made up your mind what the truth is, mm -hmm. whatever truth I tell you isn't going to register. Very true. It's not going to register. So That's unless true. I tell you exactly what you're thinking, I'm telling you a lie because yeah. you've made your own truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's similar to to Kanye when you know he pointed out the fact that Democrat people that vote Democrats, you know, generally vote. Democrat, they vote the Democratic ticket with this mindset that, hey, if you're black, you need to be a Democrat. Therefore, if you're black, the Democrat Party is going to save you once again, living in this dream world, because you, you can put out the facts on what Democrats have done and what Republicans have done for the minority group. And uh, the truth of the matter is, I mean, Bill Clinton was a Democrat. Mm hmm. And Bill Clinton is the one that established the mandatory minimums that affected a lot of black people, a lot of Hispanics as well. And um, with that, that's still hurting a lot of people to this day. Like, there is no doubt about that. You could watch that movie. Um, was it the 13? 13. And, and, and uh, what's that? Is that Ava du DuVernay? Mm -hmm. She made that movie. And like, you know, obviously she's, a, you know, she's a liberal. She's a Democrat. But she still put that truth out there that. Bill Clinton, a Democrat, is responsible for him this. Him and his wife. Him and his wife are responsible for this. I told people on episodes years back to, to Google the term Arkansas, and you will realize that the Clintons are ruthless motherfuckers. There is a reason why a higher power didn't want a Clinton in office. And there's a reason why when people talk about Ameri American politics, they always talk about the lesser of two evils. You know, like you're literally doing something that no matter what, you're in a lose lose for yourself. And I think that's why the slander campaigns are a big deal, because like, hey, you know, I might not be the best, but this guy has a DWI from, oh, you know, God. eight DWI. years ago, Whoa. eight years ago. And he tried to flee the scene. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I might be doing some tax evasion, but I'm not hitting people and trying to leave. Real talk though. That is, yeah. Once again, it's 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 that whole, it could be worse kind of thing. Instead of that's all saying, it is. Hey, it could be better. No, it it could be worse. You, American you politics guy. is rooted in it could be worse. <laughs> like you're literally trying to figure out. Well, am I gonna go in a room where Pennywise is, or am I gonna go in a room where Freddy Krueger is? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It's a it's high it's a lose, lose You about to die. <laughs> and you finna have nightmares. Like that's that is the reality of American politics. Shout out to Freddie though. He he wanted OGs. Who? Uh, I guess Pennywise is OG too. Yeah, Pennywise definitely OG. I think Freddie Freddie was nineteen eighty four. How how would you how would you rank your your horror movie? Um, that is too hard. Um, I, I I mean as deep as you're in. I, the one, there was only two that ever gave me nightmares, and it was Pennywise and, and uh, Emily Rose. And I guess I'd have to throw Babadook on there too, but if I was to go, no, no Hellraiser. Hold on now. 
Hellraiser. I never looked at Hellraiser as horror. He was always more sci-fi to me. Yeah, but but just the image of Hellraiser used to, used to freak me out. Yeah, Pinhead is a Pinhead is something else. Uh, did I really get into the franchise of Hellraiser? Not really, because I was young and that was a complex. Uh, yeah, that that was, that was a complex storyline. Yeah. Like that's why I never got into Star Wars because Star Wars was one. It was before my time, and that that storyline was complex. You literally were a geek. Star Wars is Game of Thrones. Exactly, and I've only seen one season of Game of Thrones, and it's not that Game of Thrones is complex. It's just that it moves at a pace that is not for your average TV watcher, and it also has an element to it that if you're not interested in this type of this type of story, this type of screenplay, or this type of storyline, then you're going to be lost. I think one of the only reasons I got into Harry Potter was because I was, I was, I found Voldemort to be unique, mm-hmm. and I like Voldemort, you know. So I was like, mm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna check this out. And as it went on, you know, I, you know, I like Hermione. She was, she was clever, smart. You know, you know, there was things that caught my attention, but for the most part, I can care less about wizardry. Yeah, I don't really care about it. <laughs> But I mean, if I really had to really do my top five horror, Freddy's number one. Okay. Uh, Chucky's number two. Yeah, that, <laughs> that boy was wrong. Yeah, that, number number. What, before they start getting out of hand with the seed of Chucky. Yeah, and I don't need all that. I don't need everything. him fucking another dog. You know, conceiving. Child's play. Yeah. Get, take me back to the origins. And I and low key, you'll be surprised, but Candyman number three for me, man. Candyman was dope as fuck. I can see Candyman. <laughs> I can see that. And um, damn, they forgot about that. Yeah, four. That, four definitely was, gave me nightmares. Because this is, I mean, this is. I'm just throwing it off the top of my head here, but this is really how I feel. Four would probably be Pennywise then. Because he actually gave me nightmares. And then five, if I was to keep it mainstream, I'd probably go with Mike Myers. Yeah. He, he was dope. You know, he, he just kept coming at you, bro. Jason Voorhees don't crack the top five? I mean, that's how hard it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's how hard it is. I mean, it just depends on what mood I'm in. But yeah. for me, at the end of the day, Freddy's number one, man. Freddy crept into your nightmares. Like, Freddy had boys scared to go to sleep. Dog. For real, like motherfuckers. I mean, and that's, that's that's all because you're like, I know when I go to sleep, he's gonna be in my nightmares because this is what the movie is about. Straight up, I think to attack somebody through their nightmares is dope. So that's why Pennywise and Freddy are so are so unique to me because they they attacked you at your weakest point when you were asleep. That's scary as fuck. And you know what happens when you're trying to punch somebody when you sleep? Boy, boy, we he is weak as fuck. <laughs> I be like. Man, why can't I land a punch? Why am I Why punching I so slow? I can't run. Like everything is just slowed down. Everything is just weak. So to attack somebody at their weakest point is it's it's that's some tactical shit. You and know, subconscious. So, yeah, you know, and um, yeah, that's that's crazy. But um, politicians are still politicians are basically monsters with a smile on their face. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the wolves in the sheep clothing. Exactly. And you're sitting here, and the thing that baffles me, man, like people don't understand. You know what? A, you know what a terrorist is, right? Yes. What's a terrorist, Jay? Don't make me define. I know. I'm just fucking with you. I don't mean. Uh, I know basically, a, I know what a terrorist. What is. is the What is the goal of a terrorist, though? To incite fear and insecurity. For what purpose? Power. Political power. Yeah. That's a terrorist. A terrorist means more than likely is. I'm doing this because there's a a political agenda at hand and I want to incite fear in you. 
um, a lot of times people throw the word terrorist around in ways that kind of don't fit the actual definition of what a terrorist is. And that's fine. Um, but everybody can't be technical all the time. I do believe that, you know, the Oklahoma City bomber, he's a terrorist. Yeah. I do believe the guy that went into the synagogue the other week, he's a terrorist. Um, sent bombs to, to, you know, these presidents, these Democrats, he's a terrorist. Because he's in, because although is it solely political or is it religion as well? See, the thing about it is, religion is interwoven in the in, in the politics. Because those people in the synagogue, there is how do I say that? The Jewish people in the synagogue are protected by a lot of policy, a lot of policies that are political, and religion religion is protected by political policies. Yeah. So therefore, I mean. You're 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 attacking Jewish people because you feel Jewish people shouldn't be in your country. That's, that's, that's your only basis. <laughs> so this country, this nation, it's a political nation. Like this is the United States of America. So that's it. it really is. It, that's how it worked. Now, when you think about the Dark Knight theater shooter, can I say he's a terrorist? Well, his 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 agenda may not have been um may not have been politically driven, but I mean, it was definitely hate-filled. Yeah. Not as hate-filled as the post-night shooter, post-nightclub shooter, because he felt homosexuals shouldn't, ex- to be, shouldn't be in this country. Shouldn't be alive. Shouldn't be alive. <laughs> Therefore, that one is definitely a terrorist because those people are protected by political policies, protected by laws. Mm-hmm. Um, my point is, when you think about terrorists, you have to know that there are so many different ways of being a terrorist. And I personally feel like this time period that we're in right now, or this, the election time period, it brings out a lot of terrorists, a lot of online terrorists, because people tend to tell you that they try to bully you into voting. And I feel like you're, you're somewhat of an online terrorist because you're basically making, you're, you're trying to guilt people into voting, or you're trying to guilt people into voting your way. I feel like if you go to a um, a library, uh, uh, have you early voted? Do you, do you are you voting this for the election? No, I'm gonna vote on Tuesday because they give me four hours off work to go vote. Real nigga, real nigga. <laughs> I'm gonna go vote on hey, the clock. Take, take advantage. I'm gonna go vote on the clock. Take advantage. Just like when people say, "Man, don't 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 go to the restroom on your break time. <laughs> go on the clock." What am I gonna do that for? <laughs> exactly. That's eight, real shit. I'm though. taking this eight minute shit and getting paid for it. <laughs> But uh, some people out there might say I'm reaching. I don't feel I'm reaching because, like I said, I feel like if a person, a black person, wants to vote Republican, wants to vote Green Party, Libertarian, Tea Party, Whig Party, what the fuck ever, no matter what they want to vote, they shouldn't feel swayed by threats, bullying, um, constant badgering by the other side. I feel like you're being a terrorist when you do that. I feel like the main thing that America lacks is knowing how to negotiate and disagree professionally and ethically. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I even saw um shout out to one of our past guests, uh, Amber F. I wanna say she posted something about simply just disagreeing. Like she she talked about how she posted something about how um people don't know how to argue. You know why people don't know how to argue? I mean, one, we weren't really taught 
we it wasn't a specific, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a skills class. It wasn't a skill requirement in school unless you just felt like, hey, I want to be in debate class. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's an important skill that I, I'm even trying to teach my son, and it's it's hard, you know, because like people just get so caught up in their emotions to the point where they don't they don't realize that they're becoming hostile. Yeah. And if people could just remove the hostility from the argument, I think arguments can go a whole lot better. But that's tough. I think if, if two people are in the argument and they're both actively trying to listen, then they get their point across, arguments go a completely different direction. Because the more you listen, the more you realize what this other person is trying to say. They might be up in arms about one issue, but what's the undertone is... Oh, it's not what you're saying. It's what really what, what's behind those words. Because a lot of times in, in arguments, people are wanting you to pick up these subtle hints. They're not saying, hey, this is the issue. It's the, it's the oh, you keep doing this, you keep doing this, you keep doing this. And, it's, and they like walk into it like, well, you know, cut this part, cut this part, cut this part, when they really want the whole thing cut. And instead of them being able to say, cut this whole thing, they've, they've, they've nickled and dimed it to a point and they keep getting mad because what they want is not what they're communicating. Can you explain your Jada Pinkett post? Because I feel like that fits this pretty perfectly. Oh. If you got to look at it, go ahead. Damn, because that was going to be my words of advice. You oh, hold me. shit, really? <laughs> you hold me. You hold me. I mean, you walked into that one. I mean, it is. I felt like. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and read it because I told you, Jada Pinkett Smith needs to be protected at all costs. But she goes, often when I'm in the midst of a conflict with another person, my narcissism will lead me to believe that I'm the only one hurting in the situation, and that's never the case. Anger can be a great liar. Hmm. And, and and just thinking about the arguments that I've had in recent in recent times, I'll listen to the person. They say, oh, you didn't know, you know, why didn't you do this when I was hurting and when I was crying and when I was this and when I was that. And it's 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 always like a me, me, me. And then and then in a rebuttal, I would most likely be, well, I was like this and I was like this and I was like this. Never give it any thought that, damn, this other person is fucked up, too. Mm-hmm. Like whatever happened hurt them just as much as it hurt me. Mm-hmm. You don't give that person that consideration. So then at times you're both arguing and it's pulling you different directions when you should be both be going in the same direction. And that's towards that hurt. You're both you're both saying like, damn, you stabbed me. And I was like, well, fuck, you stabbed me, too. It's never we stabbed each other. <laughs> accountability. That accountability. That's why I, th- I think that's a that's a, a huge issue between men and women right now, for sure. Like whether you're anti-feminist, misogynist a feminist, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the main feud that is fueling those hate groups, in my opinion, because the thing about the thing I learned about America, the thing that you have to accept about America is there's two things about America. America is root the, the the culture in America is violence and greed. And and I can I can relate to relate this by to all these hate groups by saying that there's a greed element to it because the, I want, I want, I want, I want the power. That's they all they want all the power. That's being yeah. greedy. And then a the violence element to it is, you know, people hear violence and they think, oh, you know, violence is blood, fist gore. cuffs, and weapons. No, nah, and- violence can simply be extreme anger. 
And if you're extremely angry, it's going to show in your face when your face is turning red, when you're throwing stuff. Doesn't even have to hit anybody. And violence is also weaponizing your words. Hell yeah. Attacking somebody with words is violent. There, there and, is a difference between, you know, hey, I've had this on my mind for a while. You know, it's been eating me up. And, you know, I really want to talk to you about it compared to, well, that's why I did such and such with such and such while we was on vacation. Like, that's a weapon. And you see how your hands went, too? Yeah. Those gestures, that body language can be extremely aggressive to the point where you're like, hold the fuck up. I ain't come here for all that. Mm-mm. You know, that is that is the that is the issue. That is an underlying issue with all these groups. And and then even with that, to take it a step back, when we talked about, you know, listening in an argument, when when people start saying, well, damn, I would never talk to this person like this. I would never say or do these things that this person have done. That's when you got to take a step back and listen. Like, wait, is it is it because they feel this way about me or are they just so hurt by the situation that they don't realize that, you know, hey, I'm hurting, too. They're they're building this wall to protect their hurt. Hmm. Damn, that makes sense. But once again, it, it almost seems like it's a lack of empathy there. Oh but yeah, it's, it's definitely is. Yeah, it's like okay, fuck what you feeling. This <laughs> yeah. is about how I feel yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, at, at times, you know, you can't always put your feelings on the back seat. You just can't keep saying, "Well, I understand," and "I understand," and "I understand." You got to say, "No, I'm feeling hurt too." It's okay for us both to be hurt at the same time, as long as we're running towards this hurt. If we're walking away from this hurt, we're basically just walking away from each other. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That gets me to thinking. That definitely gets me to thinking. Um, basically along the lines of accountability I mean both people lacking the it's like both people are ignorant to the fact that they both have unhealthy habits within an argument and that goes for feminists and that goes for that goes for um, anti-feminists that goes for men that goes for women that are being greedy for power Um, I think I always bring up the fact that there's a tug of war there. Well, there's a tug of war here in America, but there's a tug of war fucking globally where people just don't comprehend the fact that everybody has feelings. So if we continue to treat feelings as facts, that that's going to be a huge problem because one person can, you could be walking up the street in New York Mm-hmm. And New York is a very crowded city. I haven't been there, but I've witnessed, you know, through mainstream media that New York is aggressive. New York is crowded. As a Houstonian, I don't deal with a lot of people. I don't deal with crowded areas a lot. So when I'm bumped into, I may, as a Houstonian, I may, I may feel that that's disrespect because I feel like, well, damn, you know, you could have avoided bumping into me by not having your fucking brain in your phone looking up and trying to avoid bumping into people. But see, as a Houstonian, if I go to New York, I may take it the wrong way if somebody bumps into me. But then New Yorkers, that's just second nature to them. Because so, it's so many people. So Because it's so many people. So while I'm in my feelings and they're not, <laughs> that causes an issue. See, that's the problem with feelings and politics. Because at the end of the day, there are so many different political... There are so many different political aspects that we're going to touch on as Americans, as humans, that other people just don't give a fuck about. Like, 
I was uh, recently watching um, the the documentary Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen Bowling for Columbine. And um, one of the interesting things about it to me was, you know, every time something happened, a school shooting happened, a week or two later, the NRA is there, you know, you know, doing one of their meetings and, you know, they're protesting. And a lot of people obviously were in their feelings because two weeks ago there was just a shooting. See, there's a problem. You're there. You, 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 your community, your town was affected by the shooting. So in that moment, you're in your feelings. So if the shooting never happened, do you care if the NRA is there? You see how feelings are? Yeah. See, it's like people... They don't. They don't really. They don't really surface until they're they're engaged. Personally or, or, affected. Or or, what is the word I'm looking for? Triggered, provoked. Tr- triggered, exactly. Yeah. See, and I kind of feel like, obviously, in you know Littleton, Colorado, that makes sense for you to be pissed off that the NRA comes. Definitely. Um, did the NRA have the right to come? Shit, once again, they're protected by U.S. law. Yeah. They can go where the fuck they want to. Do they're what you Americans. Want to do. You know, it is what it is. It was up to them as Americans to show empathy for the town, and they lack that empathy for the town. Because we as Americans have a tendency to feel like, well, it's a right. See, that's the problem. I understand that it's a right, but is it right? Yeah. You know, do you are you considering other people's feelings? And you know why a lot of times people don't consider other people's feelings? Because they don't know how to. They can't relate. So once again, you're putting these politicians in a position <laughs> to make decisions. I for gotta you represent people relate. that I don't relate to. Exactly. Like these people lack empathy. They don't relate to you, but you're constantly putting these politicians up there to be your mascot. They don't give a shit about you. Yeah. Like Lack of empathy is telling me that if I don't vote, I can't talk. I don't have a I don't have a right to say anything. Well, you're right. All right, cool. Well, but I'm still gonna criticize you for voting for somebody that is constantly killing ch- children in Syria. I'm gonna criticize you for for you know voting for a politician that is 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 constantly bombing people in Kosovo or Lebanon. Like a lot of times when you go vote. You vote for a politician that voted for that to be okay. Yeah. You can't, you can't, we can't as Americans sit here, brag about going to the polling office and then feel like, well, shit, my job here is done. All right. You voted for this politician and this politician is responsible for destroying third world countries at their own leisure. You can't ignore the fact, you can't sit here as an American and vote and think, Oh, I'm only voting for tax breaks. I'm, I'm trying to make sure my community's cleaned up. No. Voting, when, you, when you're when you being a responsible adult, uh, quote-unquote responsible adult, everything you vote for, you are responsible for. So if you go in there and you vote straight Democratic ticket or straight Republican ticket, you are responsible for everything that goes along with that. And I think uneducated Americans fail to, fail to accept that. Straight up, like, you could support Obama, Bush, Trump, whatever. You, a lot of times, are responsible for voting for mass murderers. We don't talk about that enough. They've They've all all done done it. it. (laughs) 
They've all done it. It's been going on for centuries, man. It's like, it's embarrassing. But at the end of the day, lack of knowledge, lack of education, living in this bubble of pure imagination is why Americans are so hated. Earlier in the show, I talked about how we know we don't hear about Mexicans a lot, but the truth is, I mean, we do hear about Mexicans a lot. I mean, they're trying to come to a country that they feel is better. You know, obviously, a lot of people out there feel like, oh, you know, America, America is so in debt. How can you call this country powerful? Blah, blah, blah. Jay, how many countries are out there that aren't, aren't in debt? I'm going to tell you, there's only four. Really? There's only four countries in, on this planet that literally have no debt. Mm-hmm. Four. And it seems people like to brag about Korea. Korea ain't one of them. Korea is in debt. North well. They are in debt. <laughs> like, it's almost like the in order to be successful, you're borrowing from somewhere. Like, you, it's a it's a bartering system. I got something you want. You got something I want. It's just a, it's a it's a constant. It's a cyclical effect. I don't know all the countries that are um that are debt free, but I do remember one of them was Switzerland. And I felt like it was funny that Switzerland was debt free, but it makes sense. All them drug dealers <laughs> that put money in those Swiss <laughs> banks. But I was like, God damn, Switzerland winning over there. Because they have so many laws that protect them. Yeah. Now, would I want to live in Switzerland? I don't know. Mm, Swiss cheese is it's not too bad. No, it's not bad. Yeah. I don't know what else they got in Switzerland. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm uncultured. Uncultured swine. But yeah. that's cool, though. Maybe we need to plan a trip to Switzerland. Why not, man? Might, shh. They popping over there. What, what, what is their what is their currency? They're using a dollar. Obviously, probably using a dollar, huh? Think so? We'll find out while I ramble. But no, nah, man. Um, I just find that funny, and I find it funny that obviously on the Democratic side, except for Bush, because Bush was um Bush was a he was a, a he was a liberal conservative. Is he was a liberal Republican? As retarded as that sounds, Bush was smart to a degree because he felt that. I'm going to be light on the borders because my Republican counterparts that own businesses, they can benefit from Mexican labor. So <laughs> I, I they, they, My people in Texas can, can thrive from paying them minimum wage. Straight up. I ain't doing no tripping. Yeah. A Democrat comes in, Obama or a Clinton, and they're also light on the border because they believe in you know human rights. They kind of have like a, a socialist or communist mindset where we want to help people, but we want to do it in a way that's you know, we want to vet them, but we're not going to be as cruel about it as, you know, once again, quote unquote, cruel about it as Trump would be. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Trump is that smart. To, uh, no, no, because it's, you can tell just based off the words that he uses, like he doesn't maneuver mm -hmm. around the conversation with the big words or the, the, the neutral words. He just delivers it to you straight. Like, like, like a, like a true playboy billionaire that had it, had, could do whatever the fuck he wanted in the 80s. Like, if you really do your research on Donald Trump, Donald Trump, he knew how to be your real-life Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, he knew how to do that. Like, you know, Elon Musk, 30, 20 years from now, can probably be viewed as a fucking Donald Trump. It's just that Elon Musk is just, he's, he's it's more brain power that got him where he was, rather than just privilege. But, I mean... You know, Trump even, appealed to the culture. He was on Fresh Prince, you know, like he did. 
You know, he appealed to he appealed to the times. As long as you don't, as long as you don't get political. <laughs> as long as you're where I want you to be. Exactly. You know, I don't want you in my politics. I want you in my entertainment. That, and, and that's and that's what people contradict themselves. Polit- Republican politicians, conservatives get mad when LeBron talks because they feel like shut up and dribble. You know, but then they don't say shit when Kanye is talking because he's supporting them and they can they can use him, which I feel like. No matter what anybody says, I feel like Kanye was genuine, genuine in what he was saying, but he didn't want people to manipulate his words. He didn't want people to use his words as a dialogue that that's not what he was preaching for. Because I, I firmly believe that at the end of the day, it was, it was all about peace. Whether, whether it was about furthering the brand or not, he still came with a message that said, hold up now, do you really care about my people? Because I don't think so. Because once again... Even on uh, Ava DuVernay's documentary, it shows you. It's like proof right there that, like, the Democrats have always, you know, done things and promised things. and They they, don't deliver. They don't deliver, bro. Like, if you, there's a lot of people that you could ask them simply about the Civil War. Like, if you, if the Civil War was going on today, what side would you be on? A lot of people have no clue. That's why the show... Are you smarter than a fifth grader was so successful? <laughs> because fifth grade politics, you would think, is basic common sense. But it ain't. Motherfuckers, you can simply ask them some of the simplest questions about politics and they would be mind blown. Mm-hmm. They won't know. And these people are responsible for going to vote and make decisions for our children's future. Low key, some fifth graders are probably smarter and more educated than a lot of us and probably should be allowed in the voting booth before a lot of you motherfuckers. Just being 100, bro. Yeah. Did you find out what the Swiss currency Swiss was? Swiss franc. Swiss, ah, oh, is it F-R-A? In what the C? Was, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. I wonder what, uh, never mind, it's too big. We've been Googling <laughs> shit. Never mind. Never mind. Trying to find the conversion rates now? <laughs> shit, that's, man, I'm still shocked. But I'm still shocked that the peso in the in the U.S. dollar is how it is, but it is what it is, man. I, somebody asked me the other day, it's like, Democrats love bringing or saying that, hey, they can come over here and help the economy. And the first thing, you know, a conservative is going to say, like, well, if they're going to help the economy so much, what are they doing for their economy? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I know, I know out here, in this powerless country that is so in debt, people constantly want to come here for a reason, bro. Like the liberties out here, mm-hmm. shit, the stupidity that you can, you know, you can maneuver around. Like, dog, Mexicans come out here and fucking get it, flourish. Dog, they come out here and flourish because, unlike they have a strong sense of community, just like the Asians do. Culture, bro. Culture, dog. Like, oh yeah, like yeah. Like it's it's something serious, man. Like. I really think that when you just really break down the cultures of most races, that you realize why the why they come into this country and flourish because that family dynamic is important. And I, I'm always gonna say like we can, we as black people can like run around, talk all this shit, but our family dynamic is garbage. Yeah, and. We've been voting in a way for years that doesn't, it has not helped the cause whatsoever. Like, it's almost like we want the government in our homes to raise our kids. And then we look in like, 
hold up. Why y'all doing it like that? <laughs> you allowed us in here. We going to do it how we want to do it. Right. Get with the program or vote us out, I guess. And it's it's embarrassing, man. Like, I just keep looking it up and I'm like, damn, like, what else are we going to blame on white people? Everything we possibly can. Everything we get a chance. Accountability, dog. Accountability, man. Like, and you, you see it, like, in... in and what, what we're discussing politics, what we're in cultures and in relationships and work environments. If you can put the blame on somebody else, that way you don't have to hold it. Then you, it justifies it in your mind. Like not too many people out here saying, damn, I fucked up. You know, I, I, I did that wrong. They not, <laughs> that takes, that takes maturity. And that takes, that takes being able that that takes being a person that tells the truth as a second nature. Like it's a lot of people that their voices tremble when it's time to tell the truth because they're so it's not it's not common for them. Right. You know, and the scary thing about that is like I forgot what book I was reading, but it's like, you know, telling the truth is an adventure, bro, cuz like when you tell the truth, man, you open up a lot of doors. Cuz I mean, when you lie, you open up doors you don't want to open up. Because it, 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 you have to continue that lie. You tell the truth. The truth is what it is. Straight up. I think somebody, I think they compared it to a Hydra. Or to a, like that three-headed monster. Mm-hmm. You open up that, you open up that, that door. And it's just like I said, one head grows, another head grows. And they're all against you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, all you had to do was tell the truth. And you could have just simply opened up a door that was. That was Here, just, here's the truth. Take yeah. it or leave it. Yeah. Because when you tell the truth and somebody runs away, perfect. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. They didn't waste your time. You didn't waste their time. The truth's gonna come eventually. That's what. That's why so many women out there are campaigning that dudes just tell their intentions from the beginning. You tell your intentions from the beginning. You you save a person a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. And um, even though people don't take words very kindly, like people don't. Really, everybody doesn't take words the same. So if your words and your actions don't add up. They're going to use that as an excuse to say, well, your intentions didn't make sense. But at the end of the day, like, I truly believe that if a person, if a man or a woman, whatever, if they're intending to be with somebody or they're intending to go somewhere with somebody, it ain't going to take too much long. It's not going to take too long. Like, you'll know, you'll know. People have this intuition we always talk about. But it seems like it doesn't work in the in Intuition only goes one way. That's what it feels like. It really feels like intuition only works when it's a negative situation. Mm-hmm. When it's a positive situation, it's like, oh shit, I ain't used to this. You just you just ignore it like there's no feeling at all. Like <sighs> like your spidey sense kick when something bad's happening, but when, when everything's just copacetic, it's just nah, I'm oblivious to everything. O- oblivious as fuck. <laughs> Being naive is a is something that is it's not always a great thing, I guess. Because, I mean, ignorance is bliss. But you know how that goes. Yep. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know who's going to win all these elections. I don't know if this blue wave is going to come. I don't know if uh, if the Red Sea is going to part. <sighs> it's, and, and being from Texas and in Texas my whole life, I like as, long, as far back as I can remember, this is the first chance of a real change that could come in the Senate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this once again, this change is pure imagination. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what does it really mean? Because at the end of the day, black people are trying to figure out, black people, minority groups are trying to figure out, is this, is making, the, is this vote going to change my life? 
Is this vote? Is this vote going to actually mean I can live like a white person, a wealthy white person? <laughs> but the thing is, what's really going to change Black life is changing the habits that we've installed in our communities. Exactly. It's so it's going to be a radical change that's needed. Like seriously, it, like, it's not somebody that's going to be in the Senate or somebody that's in the House of Representatives or even who's ever in the 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 Oval Office. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a change from within, a change from self. It's going to be like, you know what? I really should stop buying all these $200 sneakers. I should pay off my debts. I should start building building a, a, a nest egg so that when I do go, I have something to give to my kids. And so my kids don't start with my debt. They start with something in the black. A surplus. Yeah. You know, and... When you when as a black person, when you criticize black people, it's almost like you've stabbed them in the back. And I really feel like, and, and, and that's personal experience. That's why a lot of times, like I've gotten to the point where I don't even like talking about politics with black people. I don't like talking about politics with anybody to be to be honest, because I think that right now the hypersensitivity that's going on in this country is is mind blowing. But um, that's a good point you make. Like, this is a capitalist country. So much power in the dollar. So if your if your money is going in places that aren't benefiting your community, then what the fuck? And if if your value systems are not based on things that are internal, that's also an issue. Like, we can't do we we can't do anything as black people that is outside of a box. Like, once you step out of side of the bo- outside of the box, you're criticized. You're slandered. You're looked down upon. You're trying to be one of them. That's one of the. That's Instead one of, of the, a better you, you're exactly. trying to be one of them. And that's one of the. That's one of the harshest things about being black in this country. Like, in in honestly, just I would actually say it probably affects a lot of minority groups that don't have a strong culture that is built on that that comes from a good home and. We could keep making excuses of, you know, single parent homes and blah, blah, blah. But you would think by now, I mean, it's been, you know, 50 years is a long fucking time. 50 years is a long time. 50 years is a lifetime for some people. Yeah. You know, shit. So it's like, man, like it's time to like dead the excuses. If you're, you know, if you're a single parent, if you're in a dual parent home, we have to start laying a foundation down that prepares our children for a world that is going to be hard to to break down like like Liz said on the last episode like we need to be honest with our kids and protecting trying to protect them from the truth is only going to put them in situations where they're in the closet um they're scared to speak out I'm, I'm telling I'm telling you this that this world is sweet when it's really not. Exactly. That's why that's why these days there are there are more followers than leaders. You know, there are a lot of followers out there. There are a lot of there are a lot of followers out there that are in lead positions. And that's a that's a huge issue. Like it to me it's an I've always even when back when Diddy was doing Rock the Vote, I feel I feel like as rappers, if you really look at it realistically, like who was campaigning that year? Was that was that Clinton year? I think it was Bush. Bush. I think they were. I think they were voting for Al Gore that year. Oh, okay. I think they were trying to push once again for a Democrat to get into office, and 
my thing with that is, if you look at it from a realistic standpoint, like, my nigga, like, y'all talk about killing, robbing, shooting, drugs and shit. <laughs> like, why does your political opinion even matter to me? You, you morally don't have the right to tell me how to vote because what you stand for is not, that's not what I want my, honestly, I don't want my son to be like any rapper I know. Mm-hmm. Financially, maybe, but not morally. Fuck no. Just being honest. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so, so when I see entertainers and rappers like trying to tell us how to vote, like that's an issue right there. Like it's a lot of entertainers that that promote that promote violence, pedophilia, all kind of shit, and then they turn around and act like, oh, that's just a job, though. All right, that's cool. I mean, you have the right to promote a candidate, but. I only know you based off your movies. Off I don't this know, character that you play. I, you know, I don't know you personally, so... You one, tell me you out here catching bodies, I'm going to believe you're catching bodies because that's all I have to go off of. Straight up. I, and I'm going to believe that you believe that guns are cool. Yeah. You know? And with that being said, it's really hard for me to to even look at you and be like, well, economically, we can't even relate. You know? I don't know much about your background. So, like, why, does, why, do, why are so many people swayed by people that they can't relate to like politics is something that is personal it should hit close to home so when you're running behind rappers entertainers basketball players i don't give a fuck like you're running behind these people that honestly they're they're probably being paid to say hey vote for this person Mm -hmm. i'm not be if i tell you to vote for somebody i tell you i ain't being paid shit yeah. And if I told you to vote for somebody, you ain't gonna listen to me anyway. And nine times out of ten, I'm not gonna tell you to vote for somebody. Exactly. Because as a because as a as a citizen, as a as a, as common folk, our our influence is not it's it's not heavy enough. And and even at that, I don't want you to hold me accountable for a decision that you ended up making regardless. Because I'm not in that booth with you saying, Oh, so you just gonna go all democratic, huh? That's cool. Exactly. I might I might sit here, you might ask me about a candidate, I might give you some facts on, you know, their voting history and, and what they say now, and I and I can tell you who I'm going to vote for. That's it. But, uh, you know, I can't say, hey, you need to vote for this person. And then, you know, shit goes wrong. Like, you told me to vote for Trump. Now, you know, I can't pay my Medicaid. I don't have Medicaid anymore. I can't, <laughs> hey, my nigga. That's not my fault. One, it ain't my fault. Two, why the fuck you ain't do your own research? And three, do you have do you lack critical thinking skills? Like <laughs> my nigga, like do you not know how to think for yourself? Like motherfuckers, women and men, women to get up, shit. A lot of times they don't want nail shop they want to fuck to, fuck with because they look at somebody nails and they're like, hey, they nails look good. Who you fuck with? You you as a dude, you see somebody haircut nice, hey man, who your barber? You know, that's very you know, rare. That's very rare. <laughs> But uh, and I'm using that as an example. It's, it's a light example, but it's like you you know what you like, and and if you see something else or you, or you see something going a certain way and you want to vote for it, then shit, that's what you're gonna go for. But if you're just thinking that hey, Travis Scott telling me to vote for Beto Beto O'Rourke, I like his music. What? I seen Greg Popovich. He had on the hat at practice, so you know, and I respect Greg Popovich because he was in the Navy. So I'm gonna go with Pop. We the people Even though even though Pop, Travis Scott, and me are on totally different tax brackets. Totally different. And it baffles me when somebody says that doesn't matter. I'm like, bro, yeah, it does. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, that shit is important. 
because it do matter when they say, "All right, we're gonna tax the rich and, and give tax breaks to the poor." And you're like, "Yeah, I'm about that." Travis Scott's like, "Hold the fuck on, exactly." <laughs> I worked hard for this. You want to take more of it? Exactly. Like we lack critical thinking in this country. I guess it started with public schools, but we also we also need to stop treating democracy like it's just a popularity contest because it's not. Like this is you're not you're not voting for the homecoming king. Nah. You are literally voting for somebody that's going to affect your personal life. So when you make that decision, be smart about it. Straight up, like, the, the shit that I hear come out of people's mouths these days is just, I'm just shocked that, one, they're considered adults. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they, I really feel like registering to vote should be harder than what it is. Yeah. You know, they, they say that it's it's racist and it's too hard, but I'm like, hey, some of you guys should not be allowed in the voting booth because you lack common sense. Just like some of y'all shouldn't be allowed to reproduce. Some of y'all shouldn't be allowed to drive cars. Straight up. It's just, it's just being real. Like, but, but fortunately, we live in America where you know, those civil liberties are just they're human rights. You know? like, we can't stop people from reproducing. You, know? you, can, you, can, give them, you can tell them you can tell them birth control methods. But you can't force it on them. Nope. You know, <laughs> politics is a is a funny subject, man. But like I said, man, I don't I don't knock anybody for who they vote for. I don't knock I don't knock people that don't vote because at the end of the day, a person that doesn't doesn't vote has a right not to vote, just like Kaepernick has the right not to stand for the national anthem, uh, just like people have the right not to bear arms. Like you don't want to you don't want a gay marriage, don't get gay marriage. Like, you know, like it's so many, it's so many ways to approach the situations that are going viral in a in a in a positive way, in a way that doesn't result in typical American violence. Straight up, bro. Hey. But hey, man, it's been fun. As usual. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad the episode, you know, went. In a better direction than how it started, because I wasn't even aware that this motherfucker started. Because you on some other shit. Anyways, just, just let me tell you. Go ahead. Everything ends. Life. Every, everything love, is temporary. Good times, bad times. Everything ends. So enjoy it while it's here. Damn. That's pretty. <laughs> pretty. Uh. Pretty dark. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Ooh, the sun's getting real low, big fella. <laughs> um, we we almost at the end of the year, bro. We close. Twenty nineteen is is upon us, man. We're almost nineteen years into the millennia. We don't have we don't have a flying cars yet. Nah. Uh, we can't. we got the self driving cars. We do got self driving cars. The most crashing, but the most self driving. <laughs> uh, Hell, real niggas crashing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We we not we're not. I think in the past there was a thing about how we'd be able to just eat a pill and, and we'll eat that pill and get every single nutrient and and mineral that we needed to where we'd be filled and we wouldn't have to eat anymore. But we haven't got there yet. I'm waiting on that. Yeah, that'd be nice, man. That'd be real nice. We still gotta get up and work. So <laughs> that's not going anywhere. That is not going anywhere for a long time. No matter how no matter how you vote, I'm sorry. This country is going to be capitalist for a long time. It's going to be hard to break that. Yeah. And uh, 
Any shout outs, man? Any, anything you want? Any, no, I don't fuck with nobody. Okay. Any 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 goals you want to accomplish before 2019 comes? Not to die. Shit, man, that's a big one right there. You got a lot of control over that. You got you got enough control over that. <laughs> Maybe. Duh. You got words of advice? I know I fucked you over on your words of advice, but if you have any, you know. Um. My words of advice. Um. Communication. It's something that we practice every day, but yet we suck at it. Be effective in your communication and do everything with intent. <laughs> the look on your face, brother. I just, I'm worried about you, man. You should. You definitely should. Uh, just remember, um, comparison is a thief of joy. So therefore, don't compare yourself to anyone but yourself. Um, one of the 12 rules is compare yourself to who you were yesterday and try to be a better version of that. Today, tomorrow, whatever. So just continually, continuously try to keep, just keep getting better. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you see yourself getting stagnant, shit, call yourself out. Huh. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a true believer in, in, in worrying about your own world you know, stay in your own lane and you probably can be positive and you probably can be a lot happier if you stop looking at everything like, why don't I have that? You know, I need Why more. is this person getting it and not me? Exactly. Like, you know, focus on your own success. Some people may become millionaires at 28. Others may not get there till 50. But guess what? It's a possibility that you can still get there. Just stay fucking focused. That's all I have. That's real. I try. Did you have any shout outs or anything like that? Say that again? Did you have any shout outs or anything like that you need to get off real? I uh, mean, you know, just shout out to any guest that we've ever had on the show. You know, yeah. I think that we've had actually had a pretty good year of guests. Yeah. We got a couple of more for the year. Uh, shout out to my boy, Sean. You know, when we feel like a podcast, he'll be on here soon. Um, we'll probably bring some guests back. Um... Other than that, man, if you're listening, if you have any topics or suggestions for us, man, don't be so don't be shy. You know, leave them on the SoundCloud. Uh, put them on, you know, send it to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Fuck with us. And if you're and if you're overseas, you know, listening, I can't speak your language, but I'm assuming that if you're listening, <laughs> you could you speak mine, and I fuck with you. That's about it. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. You need Jesus, sir. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?